Welcome to The Read Along. A mini book club for your ears. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do, and you can listen to me, Scott C. Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes, and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice, or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. It's kind of back to normal week here at Shea Read Along. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, the uh, holidays have come to an end. And everybody now. Yep, and <laughs> we're we're kind of rolling back into the routine. <laughs> well, at least we're trying. Yeah, we had some grumpy kids this morning. Ugh, yes. Who did not want to wake up to go to school or day home. <laughs> Anywhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. We had to drag them out of bed, rush them through breakfast and out the door. <laughs> And they were not thrilled. No, no one was particularly happy this morning. But it's okay, right? You have a rough patch. We'll fall back into our routine. It'll be fine. Yeah, and everybody got where they needed to be in time for the thing. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Nobody was late for anything, although some of us made it real close. <laughs> real close, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, as you say, hopefully we'll be back into the routine shortly. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking earlier, we, we actually started this podcast before we had kids. It's true. And now we have one kid in grade two. I know. So if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, and you can go back and listen to it from the beginning, uh, y- uh, yeah, a whole a whole family happened. <laughs> it's true. Along the way. So, My goodness, we've been at this for a while, haven't we? It has been at least seven years. So seven years in a bit. Yeah. I'd have to do the math. I don't remember exactly when our first episode came out. Over 300 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. For our little niche podcast that may have made it through one book. Aww. And now we're, what, uh, book 13, 14? Something like that. I haven't counted the books, to be honest. I have been, but I don't remember off the top of my head. There's a whole shelf dedicated to it, but it's upstairs. Yeah. (laughs) And one of them is down here with us as we record. The book that we're reading right now. We should start talking about it. Indeed. I was going to segue into a recap of our most recent chapter, the Perimortem One, in which we get the final moments of the life of a victim of a serial killer. Yes, one Edward Custer. Indeed. And uh, his dream of pizza, which led to... (laughs) Death by pizza? Death by chewing off his own tongue and swallowing it. I suppose death by dream pizza. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. But that leads us into, for real this time, chapter four of The Undetectables by Courtney Smith. So a distraught Mallory shows up at the door of Cornelia's house, drenched by rain. I, I describe it in my notes as an epic trudge. Yeah. It's a lot of work for Mallory to do what she's doing right now. Yeah, she can't exactly run there. She would, were she capable of. Yes. Because she's under the impression that Diana has been murdered, that she's about to come into a scene of people distraught and blood and gore everywhere, 
And instead, she bangs on the door and rings the doorbell. Nobody comes to answer. She gets to the point where she's going to start, like, picking the lock. <laughs> yes. And then Diana throws open the door. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You're soaked to the bone. Come yeah. in. Hey, Cornelia, Mallory's trying to break into the house. Come in. You're soaked. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, everyone uh, heaves a sigh of relief because as suspected, Diana is not murdered. Is not, in fact, murdered. Correct. She's a little put out that she's now all wet because Mallory, like, glomps onto her with a big, fierce hug. Well, because she thought she was dead. Yeah. Now, Diana's first order of business is, you're wet. We need to get you dry and warmed up. She starts working magic. Yeah, to, she, like, she magics her into comfort. Into, <laughs> into some, like new clothes and like helps her get changed and then takes her to Cornelia's bug room because the bug room is warmer than the rest of the house. Yes. So it's a place where you can warm up nicely. Right. So she basically takes her to the one like really warm spot. Yeah. Because the rest of the house is freezing because uh, until this morning, no one was living there. Correct. Apparently Cornelia's family has been like out in their country home. Yes. They don't exactly want to uh, be there, partly because Theodore is working out of there. Yes. Apparently it was very convenient for him to set up his office and lab in his location of murder. Which is, strikes me as weird. Yeah, he apparently wasn't too happy about it at first, but couldn't exactly say no because they were being so very generous because they felt so very bad that he had been murdered in their basement. Right. Also, he does that weird thing with electronics. Yeah. So, so he can't go and work in the office Because anymore. he'll mess, mess up everybody's electronics at the office. Right. So they need to keep him at a distance. The location of his murder was convenient. And Cornelia's family vacations in the country. So no one was living there. Theodore was staying there. Hard to say he was living there. Exactly. So then it comes to pass, or it transpires, I suppose, to Mallory, how the other girls came to be there just today. Yeah, well, first and foremost, they were down in the basement talking to Theodore. So they did not hear the doorbell go off. No, initially. not at all. Diana was like, I think I hear something, went upstairs and found Mallory picking the lock, basically. <laughs> basically. Like, Mallory's partly put out here, number one, because she thought Diana was dead. She's relieved she's not. <laughs> I would be, too. And does explain, like, I Cornelia's message led me to believe that you had been murdered. And Diana was like, well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Oh, you know what? She's down in the basement with Theodore. Might have been causing some interference. Hard yeah. to say what she was trying to actually tell you. Right? So that's sort of our guess. And then Mallory's like, wait, how, why are you in town? You're supposed to be over in Canada. <laughs> right? So I say here in Canada, because that's where we are. Mm -hmm. So what comes out is that Diana had been working on basically like the pilot of a television show. Something like that, yeah. And it, it had come quite far along and then abruptly got shut down. Yes. With nothing else to do and no job in Canada anymore, Diana was like, well, I don't really have any money. I should probably head home. <laughs> yeah. She has no money, no place to live yeah. anymore that she can afford anyway. And at the same time, Cornelia was coming back into town. So they actually ended up, I guess the best way to put it would be hooking up just that morning. Yes. Because Cornelia was getting away from her family because she was tired of them at the vacation home. Yeah. So she's using the unused winter mansion, I guess. And that's when Diana turned up and Cornelia was like, well, you know, no one else is staying here. If you're looking for a place to crash, yeah. you might as well just live here for a I've while. I've got not but rooms. Indeed. Right? Yeah. So they, this all happened like earlier this morning. Yeah. And their intention was they were going to call Mallory like in the morning. Yeah, Because exactly. it was a busy day. Well, today was the whirlwind day of, oh, you need a place to stay? Oh, okay. You should come here. Yeah. Right? So they were both traveling and arranging and 
Yeah. So, like, first item on the docket in the morning was call Mallory. But things got bumped up because Theodore turned back up and was like, there's a mystery. (laughs) Oh, my God. There was a letter? Very exciting. Yeah. Like, Mallory's not even certain if Theodore's even still angry at her. (laughs) He's certainly not acting that way. No. But apparently he came and was like, oh, good. You're both here. Here's the hot goss. There's been a murder. Mallory got a letter. The undetectables are back in business. You should give her a call right now. And that's what Cornelia did. And it did not get passed along correctly. No, not even a little bit. I'm really curious about what Cornelia actually said. Because she doesn't tell us no. in this chapter what she actually said on the phone that Shh. came across as Diana murdered. Right? Like, what did she say? It could literally have been like, hey, Diana's here. Theodore just told us that you got informed about someone getting murdered. You should come over so we can discuss it. Yeah, could be. Could be something that simple. Very innocuous. And Cornelia might not even remember what she said on the phone. No, <laughs> like, again, everyone in this chapter is very scattered. Yeah, it's it's a little chaotic. And part of the reason why everyone's a little scattered is because Mallory's having trouble making her brain and mouth work in front of Cornelia. Aww. Because apparently, having been reacquainted with her, Mallory has just realized, oh, Cornelia's my type. There are feelings involved now. And I am attracted to that girl. And now I don't know what to say. And yeah, now now it's like I'm watching another different Mallory who doesn't know how to be Mallory. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of ours would call this uh, Twitter-pated. Indeed. as, As taken from Bambi. So basically what we have here is a group of young 20 somethings who really don't have it all together just yet. No. But do have a mystery to solve. Indeed. Because the two girls are at least intrigued right off the go. They're like, well, show us the letter. Tell us what's up. So Mallory gets it magicked to her from her wet pants <laughs> and basically reads it out and spells out what's going on. And the girls are like, well, I mean, there's no harm in calling to get some more details, right? Right. So they give a call to the person who sent the letter. Yes. And they arrange a meet. And they decide to meet at a neutral location. Yes. Specifically, Theodore's office. Yes. Which is probably for the best, right? And, I don't know, you don't want to be lured into a trap either. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Are traps common when you're a private detective for the occult? Well, they don't know what's up. All they know for sure is that, like, clearly this guy contacted them as a last resort. And that it's somebody who had their card. Who yes. set this up. And we find out who that was because the person who's sent as an intermediary to deal with them is actually a representative of the nightmare. Yes. So this is a fun loop back, isn't it? Yeah. The nightmare is the person who's quietly trying to get this investigated. And that explains how they knew about the undetectables because the nightmare was given one of their cards at oh, yeah, that party six years ago. And apparently kept it? Or was reminded of it. And so the person who sent the letter, we kind of skipped over this part, is uh, Jacob Gabbett. Yeah. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Who's kind of become the contact person? Yeah. And he's like a little reticent to give them direct information. He's like, you really should just get it all from the nightmare themselves. Like, I'm just kind of the middleman here. Okay. So without actually agreeing on behalf of everybody, Mallory sort of... Heavily implies that they'll take the case? Yeah. Gabbett is super thrilled. He's like, cool, we'll set up a meeting where you can meet with the Nightmare yourself and get all the information that you need. And then the other two girls are like, "What? what's happening right now? Right. And I agree 100% with what Mallory's doing here. She explains herself with, I'm trying to get us work, like yeah. employment. 
even if it's just the one case. Yeah. Right? Let's try it. See if we can get paid. And if it doesn't work, then we'll know that this was a terrible idea and the undetectables can disband and we can go about our lives. Right? But if it does work, it's a good gig for everybody. Yeah. Like Diana needs money. She Cor- needs a job of any kind. Cornelia wants to put her forensic entomology to work, but not with the police, whom she distrusts and does not like. Oh, that was a whole side thing that we didn't even talk about. Uh, she also apparently doesn't like the nightmare because he once squashed a spider in front of her. And then when confronted, looked her in the eye and said, and I'd do it again. Yes. <laughs> this nightmare Enemy is for life. Interesting character. Enemy for life. 100%. Um, yeah, and Mallory just, she wants to, number one, reconnect with her friends. Exactly. And number two, solve some mysteries. Exactly. Is her life's goal. So if they can make this work, like, even if it's just the one case, it'll be good for everybody. It's a win-win-win. Exactly. And when she does explain that to the girls, they're kind of on board. Yeah. They're like, yeah, all right, we'll commit to one case and see how it goes. They were, I don't know. Surprisingly enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Like, they didn't deliberate very long. No, it didn't take much to to twist those rubber arms. Right? It was like, uh, yeah, all right, we're in. Sweet. Super easy. Off we go. Yeah, and that in spite of Mallory's misgivings from the previous chapter, right? Because while she was down in the dumps feeling sorry for herself, she was like, my friends aren't calling anymore because they don't want to hear about all of my problems. They don't really want anything to do with me because I'm always sick. They've moved on with their lives. They'll never want to solve a mystery with me again. This is all just Theodore trying to make me feel better. And then when confronted with the reality, it turns out, no, they were actually going to call her tomorrow. Yeah. Like. <laughs> She arrives there, it's like midnight Yeah, when she gets there, right? It's super late, they've had a crazy weird day. Yeah, and it's because she thought someone had been murdered. And immediately when she walks in the door, Diana starts looking after her, Mm -hmm. right? I actually even wrote in my notes, I'm like, yeah, she does care about you, Mallory. Yeah. Like Mallory can hear me. Yeah, obviously Mallory is in her own head about this. Yeah. Right? Because her friends do care. Yeah, and it's also kind of telling that they immediately just defer to her as like a group leader. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like she's the point man for the group and they both just let that happen. (laughs) Well, yeah. Because it's kind of how it used to run, right? Back when they were teens six years ago. Indeed. So yeah, and that's where our chapter ends with them being like, all right, we'll do it. Woo. The the gang is back together again already. Yep. Four chapters in. Four chapters in a perimortem in. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we'll have to see what they get from the nightmare, I guess, as we move into chapter five, which you'll want to read up in time for next week. And in the meantime, as always, you can give us a little rating and a review. We always appreciate those. We sure do. Uh, You can also, of course, get a hold of us via social media. Yes. We have a selection. Uh, Pick your favorite. We are on X, which everyone still knows is Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. Oh, and now Blue Sky. Yes, we are at the read along at most of those. Yes. You can also send us an email. Absolutely. We are the read along at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much and we'll see you next time. Stay out of the rain. Thank you for joining us on The Read-Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All read-along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read-Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. Goodreads.com
Thank you.